Welcome to From the Spot, the first podcast to popularize the now common term, Spersonal. Welcome to From the Spot, um, where switching to four at the back uh, cost you your job, even though you're an interim manager with seven games left. Preparing to say, uh, fuck off to the old job. Uh, what about you? I'm still in the same job, ready to say fuck off to the whole job. <laughs> so somewhat in the same boat, but <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. But Eddie, we have a ton of fun shit to talk about and discuss this week. So how would you feel if we just jumped into it? Let's do it. All right, bro, let's talk uh, Champions League. Let's start there. The pinnacle of European football, the competition everybody dreams about winning, but not everybody gets to win. Uh, the semifinals are now set. Eddie, uh, the quarterfinals wrapped up. Some disappointment for some fans. Um, tons of happiness for others. Uh, Eddie, let me give you the... The first tie, which is the blockbuster tie, you tell me who do you think is going to win the tie altogether and make the final, and who instigates the win in your opinion. So let's talk Real Madrid, Manchester City. Um, who do I think is going to win the tie? Uh, thankfully, this is one of those things where. Who I think is going to win is who I want to win. Um, I know it's weird because I'm a Barcelona supporter, but I'm, I love football and I'd rather see Real Madrid in a final than uh, the state of uh, Qatar or United Arab Emirates uh, buy their way to a Champions League final. Uh, so I'm going to end up. Let's be honest, David. If if Ancelotti gets this squad to one more, you have to have a serious conversation of he's literally the greatest manager of all time. Yeah, I think he definitely deserves to be in that conversation, if not now, after um, possibly winning the Champions League again. Um, Eddie, let's talk... The other tie real quick just so that we don't uh spend too much time talking shit about city at least from my end let's talk okay. about the milan derby uh semi-final uh ac milan versus inter milan inter milan uh definitely cutting their teeth in their home game drawing 3-3 to benfica to cement their place in the tie eddie who do you think is a better milan side at the moment so I've heard people say that Inter currently have the better squad. And I kind of have to disagree. Um, Milan are the current champions. Um, they beat the tougher opponent. Um, but but let's be honest, AC Milan pretty much hung on against uh, Napoli. 
<laughs> because Napoli had all the possession, all the shots. <laughs> How do you have 16 shots on target and not score once? Or that's yeah, so um but honestly David and I know it's just one iconic play but Rafael Leal's run before he dishes it off to <clears throat> Olivier um Giroud did, did you see uh the smile on his face as he was running through the whole defense mm-hmm. Do you think um, Rafa Leal can be not obviously it's not going to be a like for like because they're definitely number one, they're different players. Number two, they play different positions. And number three, in regard to overall class, one is clearly above the other, at least, you know, at, at, at this time. But do you think Rafa Leal is this Milan side equivalent to what Kaká was to the last great AC Milan side? I think <clears throat> I think he has potential to, to to be their main man, like you said, uh, different positions, different styles. But um, I think it's fair to say, how old is he? Twenty one. 22 um he's a youngster i'm I'm gonna confirm the age right now um i I think the way he goes uh (laughs) the the way um the way milan goes and um i just love to see players play with the smile on on their face it 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 lets me know that it's it's not just a, a job for them it's them living the dream, the dream that we all wanted to live. So, I um, technically, I've always kind of backed Inter more, but um, <clears throat> regardless of who makes it through, whether it's City or it's Madrid, I think AC Milan has the better chance of upsetting them in a final. So I will be, I'll be backing them for sure. Awesome as a a person who, obviously, I've always been a Manchester United fan, but as a person who's admired AC Milan as a footballing team, I mean, growing up, we got to watch the Kaká side, we got Duso, Sidor, Shevchenko, uh, you know, all this talent. Uh, Inzaghi, you know, still in the side, coached by the uh, Ancelotti. Uh, we got Gita. to watch a really great AC Milan side. Yeah, it's... Uh, I. To, to kind of wrap this segment up in a way, I feel on one side we have two classic Italian teams battling out. Um, to honestly, as somebody who admired Milan from afar, you know, you mentioned you've always kind of backed Inter from afar. I don't even really care which one of them make it to the final. I just hope that whichever one of them make it to the final is prepared to fight Goliath because on the other side, we just have two giants we have the real giants in real madrid uh proven history proven way of playing they they just have the pedigree versus a uh giant in the making i think it's the best way i can describe it and try to be complementary to what the city project is and has become um since the start of 2008 um 
I I just really hope that whichever Milan side make it through can make us all proud. Um, let an underdog or at least a, a perceived underdog take it this year. Um, Eddie, with that said, are you ready to jump to the Europa League? Um, just uh, just really quick. Um, I have two questions, and they're well. One's a statement. One's a question. Um, right. and they both have to do with Napoli, real quick. David, <clears throat> I feel like I can say, at, at least for you, that for a bit there, from Napoli, we were getting um, uh, 2017 Ajax vibes. Of You know how Ajax was so, so close, and, and if it wasn't for um, <coughs> Lucas... Uh, Lucas, what's his name? He he's on Spurs, but he he never fucking plays. Lu- Lucas Mora. If it wasn't for Lucas Mora, oh, uh, the little Brazilian, yeah, yeah. yeah um, Ajax would have made that final. Um, what's more disappointing, Ajax not getting to that to that final, or Napoli not getting past Milan? Honestly. Uh, I didn't know you were going to ask this question, but it's a thought that I've had, um, at least in the past week, is I think Napoli sincerely lost an opportunity to win it all. Um, I don't think, I think even whether or not Ajax made the final, I wouldn't be comfortable to say they're going to win the final at the same time. Um, versus Napoli, I would I would have trusted them to battle whether it was City or Madrid until the very end and would have been surprised if they didn't win it. I honestly, the, just their style of play, how confident they were playing in, the form they were in, I, I really thought that. So I, they should really be looking at this season's Champions League run more of a failure than it was a success because they could have very sincerely gone for glory um, and had that that very coveted title and make history. And um, really quick, um, I'm, I'm happy to see um, the scenes this past weekend. Uh, Napoli beat Juve basically like at the death and um, Napoli supporters like tailed Napoli's bus the whole way home celebrating pretty much wrapping up the Scudetto. You know, it's it's going to take a few more points. So, but it's basically un- unofficially theirs, right? So, right. I'm, I'm glad to see that, uh, <clears throat> you know, they weren't deterred by being knocked out prematurely. Um, that'll be a that that'll be uh, the name of my mixtape if, if I ever drop one because I was born premature, so knocked out early. Uh, watch out That's for nice. it. But uh, drop, drop uh, um, so I was talking to my boy Milton who lives in Spain, and he blamed me because he was like, 
uh, on the pod, you said that you backed Napoli to get to the final, Los Mufastes, you know. So, uh, if you were rooting for Napoli to get to the final, officially you can blame me. But then, um, I guess my follow-up question here, and then we'll we'll move on, <clears throat> um, is, okay, Napoli win the Scudetto. Um, do you think... Uh, the Napoli board or the Napoli president can sit um, Osimen and sit Cavallaluna and say, boys, um, thank you for what you've done to the club. I know it's unfair of me to ask this of you, but we were really, really close in Europe. Let's give it one more go, and then you guys can go next summer. Not, not a, I don't think it's a, a bad ask. I really don't, um, especially being a United fan, thinking back to being able to get one more season of Cristiano Ronaldo. Because, you know, Alex Ferguson told him, hey, you know, we just won the Champions League. Don't go to Real this season. Let's give it one more go. And whatever happens after the next season, we'll let you leave. And sure enough, that's what happened. Um, we made one more Champions League final. Granted, you know, we got destroyed really? by your Barcelona. Um, but, you know, it, it's not, I guess uh, what I'm trying to say is it's not necessarily a, too much of an ask considering the success. And it can lead to something beautiful or something, you know, nightmarish. You, you never know. But no. at that point, I think the club is more right in asking. It's just a matter of what the player is feeling. No. Oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> let's make you Osiman and I'll be Cavaronona. Uh, the club comes to us and makes this request. Is this a, a request that you and I talk about, or is this a request more of an more of an individual thing? I think um, it's definitely individual. Uh, Osimhen is going to get a lot more offers, I think. So the ball's more in his court. Um, the other side of that is, is it worth it? Is it worth going to a PSG and you know, the, knowing that you're destined to be knocked out of the round of 16th and being bored all season? Is it worth going to? And honestly, like it hurts to say this, but is it going? Is it worth going to a Manchester United that you know realistically won't win the Champions League next season? Um, is it worth going to a Juventus that, although their trial is on ongoing, so they got their fifteen points back, might not be competitive next season? It's, oh, oh it's God. Too much. I, I, look, not to sound like, like, uh, Daniel Levy here with the Harry Kane situation, which I'm sure we'll touch later, <clears throat> but to see either Osimen or Kavadeshkalia, if, if I messed that up, I'm, I'm so sorry, to see them leave Napoli for another Italian side, that would feel wrong. To me, uh, I mean, it would be. 
and honestly would be. But Eddie, for the sake of timekeeping, let's talk about our honestly that I don't even mean this one sarcastically at all. Our uh, probably mutual favorite Italian side at the moment, Roma, battling out a semifinal with Leverkusen. Eddie, do you think Jose Mourinho and Roma have what it takes to make the final this season? He is the special one, David. So, so you're telling me it's Leverkusen v Roma on one end. What's what's the what's the other semi? The other semi is um, everybody that is corrupt and anti-football's favorite Italian team, Juventus, taking on um, probably the one team that I still kind of holding a grudge against, if anything, is Sevilla. Uh, (laughs) So we have... We have the fucking giant killers and Europa, Europa serial winner Sevilla probably going to make another final. And I'm hoping Jose Mourinho pulls another special one. Eddie, that's would you say that's your dream final as well? Uh, uh, Sevilla versus Roma? Yeah, because look, <clears throat> Sevilla win this competition all the time. It, they literally are Europa League merchants, and David, not to reopen the wound, but at least during that two-two first leg, um, I can't blame Maguire for that, and I, um, I honestly, um, I can't blame him for that second leg goal either. Look. Everybody who's listened to this podcast knows I always back the keeper because it's the only position I could play. And I'm always saying never put your goalkeeper <clears throat> under pressure. But De Gea has to realize he has three guys around him and that's not fucking Cafu. That's Maguire. What are you doing? You know? Yeah, I mean, I think there were... Obviously, a lot of mistakes all around, regardless. Um, and yeah, you're right. I don't think it's fair to point the finger at Harry Maguire, although the, the rebound came off him. It's definitely not fair, um, Eddie. But I think this kind of set up what I was meaning to, to ask you as my next question. So thank you for the indirect setup. Eddie. Are you mentally prepared to see a potential final of the special one in Jose Mourinho to the Europa League special team in Sevilla to see me pull a fucking miracle every year? Um, Honestly, and this is no uh, disrespect to Inter or AC Milan, that's probably the better final. <laughs> Definitely. Eddie, let's say that we fucking suck asshole and we fucked this whole final up and Leverkusen and Juventus make it to the final. Who would you <laughs> rather see win? Leverkusen? Because, um, I, I, okay, I get that it's an appeal, right? I get that Juve have appealed the decision. But while it's under appeal, 
You can't give him those points back. Um, Eddie, hot take. Okay. I, if, spot, if kick, we're... spot kick? <laughs> spot kick. All right. Cool, cool, cool. I'm going to take a spot kick. I don't even remember the last time I took a spot kick, but here's my okay. spot kick. It's been like yeah. seven episodes or some shit. If if we do get proven to be total assholes and get this final total wrong and Leverkusen and Juventus make it to the final, <clears throat> I think it would be fucking amazing. And this is my legit spot kick. Fucking amazing for Juventus to win and then lose the trial because then they get an automatic spot in the Champions League as a big fuck you to the whole system. So, um... You know, here at From the Spot, we are all about the banter. And when you put it like that, I'm okay with it. So that's fucking goes in. Yes. Fuck yeah. Feeling like Manchester like, United in the FA Cup. And mm. like, it's like, it's like one of those spot kicks that left me like rooted to the spot. Like, I couldn't even move. Like, I, I got into your head. Yeah. Up here, up here, definitely. That's right. <clears throat> David, uh, real quick, Leverkusen, right? That's the right. team that, that Bollock was on that lost um, the Bundesliga, the DFB Pokal, and the Champions League, like, within two weeks, right? I, I yeah. think so. Oh. <laughs> Could you imagine... Could you imagine Leverkusen getting to a final and being like, okay, boys, we can do this. We could shake off the ghost and then fucking losing to Juve? That would be amazing. Eating dicks. That would be amazing. But, Eddie, speaking um, <clears throat> of banter, let's continue the banter and talk some Premier League with Spursonal, as mentioned in the – oh, sorry, Arsenal. Uh, they drew their last three games, so Manchester City officially control their own destiny because, in theory, if they win their two games in hand, they will be a point ahead of Arsenal. Um, before we get on to the real topic of the Premier League here, Eddie, um, how do you feel about that? What, the, the, the three draws in a row? The fact that Arsenal went from honestly like pretty much dominating the beginning of the season to now having zero control over their own destiny, literally giving control to Manchester City. Okay. Um, so before I answer, I want to ask the same question in a different format. So, okay. David, um, <clears throat> I think prior to... These three draws, almost everybody who had a vote, which we don't, and we should, because we're amazing, um, probably had um, Mikel Arteta as uh, the manager of the of the year. Um, but now, with Arsenal on the verge of bottling it, um, like, let's say... Arsenal do bottle it and lose this league by a point. Would Arteta still deserve manager of the year? All banter aside, Eddie, I think he would. Um, honestly, he what what he has done is 
transform transform the culture as somebody who i mean don't get me wrong i'm not a football manager but you know i've, I've been a manager supervisor you know I've, I've been in this what is a leadership role in that sense mm -hmm. and when you can shift a culture that's that's you you deserve whatever kudos comes your way uh shout out my boss not gonna name drop because i don't want to be fucking docs anywhere but that's something that you know she managed to do and, and kind of taught me the ways of shifting a culture right so that's uh it's definitely a gift so Mikel Arteta deserves a credit at 110 percent what I do think though is he should take responsibility for the personnel that he trusted um he, this squad is his squad he's he's been at the helm already what a couple of years now um mm -hmm. a lot of these players you know, he had players that he definitely wanted to bring in, you know, a la Trossard, you know, he, he got Trossard because he wanted Trossard. Granted, it might have not been his first choice, but it was still an Arteta signing regardless. So, you know, he, he has to take responsibility when people don't show up because he's their leader. But that doesn't mean he's not a great leader. Um, he's still feeling himself out as a manager. Um, you know, he was just an assistant manager for Pep Guardiola before taking over at Arsenal. So, yeah, it, it doesn't, it, again, strictly as an individual, it doesn't take anything away from what he has accomplished because what he has accomplished so far this season, whether he's first or second place, he's done a magnificent job with what has been this Arsenal nightmare. Okay. Uh, fair. And David, to answer your question, I don't, I, I don't feel good about Arsenal bottling this. As a, as a neutral, I, I want them to get this done because, honestly, causing Manchester City any disappointment brings me happiness. Call me a hater. I'm, I don't care. Uh, David. Uh, so, two more questions. Uh. Is it all basically down to William Saliba's injured right now? So our defense is shit. If you want to be champion, uh, one player being injured uh, can't be your excuse, and that's my final answer. And then second, let's let's play out worst case scenario, right? Mm -hmm. Let's say Arsenal do bodily, and I'm I know it's. Not really fair, but right now, April 25th, um, without knowing who comes in to, to the Premier League and who leaves Arsenal and who leaves the Premier League, could this side potentially pick themselves up and challenge again next year? Absolutely. Um, as long as Arteta stays at the helm, I think it, uh, what they accomplished this season is more a reflection of Arteta than anything else. And then, David, thank you, because I was I was working, and then you texted me, oh, my God, Southampton is up 2-0. And then I looked I looked at the, at the score, and I said, oh, my God, what if it's Theo Walcott that cost Arsenal the Premier League? Could you imagine if it would have ended 2-0? Or 2-1, and it would have been Theo's goal that changed everything? 
honestly, yeah. I still, that would have been an amazing storyline. <laughs> uh, and it really would have been, you know, we, as most of us would know, you know, Arsenal did kind of form uh, Theo Walcott's career and what he's known as uh, a common day, even though he did technically start at uh, Southampton. And Southampton, then Arsenal, then back. Or then Everton, then back to Southampton. Yes, sir. Right. Uh, Yes, you're absolutely right. But, Eddie, there's one more major, major thing I want to touch on before we run down a list of headlines that I have for us. Um, Eddie, let's talk about the other kind of lack of of mentality London club. Let's talk about Arsenal losing 6-1 to Newcastle. Um, Arsenal, I'm sorry, um, I, I got stuck in the whole personal thing on um, Tottenham Hotspur uh, Spurs. They got destroyed. They're losing ground on their challenge on the top five. They are currently in sixth place, a point behind Aston Villa, which we'll talk about later. Um, sacked their interim manager to replace them with Ryan Mason, which is probably their second dumbest move they've made. Eddie, what what would you be feeling if you were a Spurs fan? Oh, my God. If I was a Spurs fan and you were like, Eddie, let's record tonight, I'd be like, David, I'm I'm not ready. Like, I'm I'm not ready. Um, You know, I'm in a wheelchair. I'm losing weight, so I'm, I'm working really hard. But I wake up every day, and I thank God that I'm not a Spurs fan. Oh, my God, David. Like, when we set this up, right? This weekend, it was fourth versus fifth. It it was a game that should have been much closer, more, like, contested. And, like, I'm not trying to take away anything from Newcastle because they were excellent. But how how is it five nil after twenty two minutes? <clears throat> Just how? And look, uh, David. Before I hand it off to you, um, Daniel Levy should just resign. Just thank you. Just leave. Go. You can't. You can't make this club any better, but you can seriously make them worse. Just go. Just leave. And honestly, that's a perfect handoff because what, what the next point I was going to make is that this clearly isn't a squad issue. They have talent in the squad. I mean, even in this destruction, Harry Kane managed to score. Uh, you know, he's consistent. He's there. He's among the goals. You, know, you have um, you know, Son. You have Richarlison. You have Hochberg. You, know, you, you have pieces. It's not that you don't. You brought in amazing managerial talent. And discarded them in Pochettino, in you know Conte, Jose Mourinho. What more do you want? Yeah, you know, he is definitely the reason they're failing. <clears throat> and there's no no other way to go about it. I mean, he he needs to step down one way or another. Yeah, and and, and look, David, it, like I think we may have joked about it at the time. But we weren't serious about it. But in in all honesty, we should have been. It was probably 
a major sign of the apocalypse in terms of Tottenham that at some point they had to settle for um uh um Espiritu Santos, right? Um, yeah. And look, he's not a bad manager, right? But at that point, he's fifth, sixth, seventh choice, and I'm not joking about that. Poor Nuno. That ruined his career. I mean, exactly. granted, it was Wolves, so it's not that hard to impress at Wolves. No disrespect. But, I mean, once you're, like, fifth, sixth, seventh choice, like... You're fucked if you don't succeed. And you're right, David. Son, international captain. Kane, international captain. Hugo, former World Cup winner. Romero, World Cup winner. Perisic is a baller. Um, <clears throat> that guy that got hurt in in midfield, uh, the Argentine. Los Celso, baller. Um, Hoiberg, baller. Um, you know, so they have players. What's wrong with this side? Daniel Levy is wrong. Um, Eddie, to backtrack a little bit, fuck Spurs, and yes, that was meant to be disrespectful. Uh, oh, sorry, fuck Wolves, and that's supposed to be <laughs> disrespectful. Um, but to bring it back forward, Eddie, and so that we can move on to you know these headlines I want to talk about, would you rather have full capacity in regard to your legs but be a Spurs fan or continue to be in your current situation and continue being a Barcelona fan? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm living a pretty good life here. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking right. I'm glad you fucking set me up for that. So, Eddie, let's... David, real quick... Um, <clears throat> um, it's April, right? So, rumors are just rumors at, at, at the end of the day. But, I mean, you guys seem to be the the favorites to sign Harry Kane. If, if that were to happen, would you be excited? If Harry Kane signs for Manchester United, I don't give a fuck how ugly the next jersey is. I will buy a Harry Kane Manchester United home jersey. I will be that excited. Am I confident in it? No, I'm not confident in it. But honestly, I think Kerry King would be an amazing signing. He's a striker we need. Martial can either leave or shift back to the left where he belongs. But we need that strong striker. And uh, David, before we move on to the headlines, it's a, it's a Manchester derby for <laughs> for the FA Cup final. Um, how confident are you? Uh, Eddie, honestly, I'm still buzzing about beating Brighton. Uh, I watched the penalty shootout, obviously, live, and it was gut-wrenching. Uh, United all the way, motherfucker, United all the way. So that's what all I'm saying on that. I feel, uh, I feel. Eddie, talking about headlines here, that, that is what I want to talk about next, clearly. But let me ask you something. Um, as we, we transition to it, Eddie, if you only took the last 10 games in the Premier League, who would be uh, number one right now? Who would be champion just based on the last 10 games? 
um, those Villa boys at Villa Park because uh, yep. they're having a, a a good evening and then some. Absolutely, Eddie. And they are they have won <laughs> 26 out of the 30 last points. Just as a random trivia question, Eddie, real quick. Who would you believe is in second, a point behind? Okay, in the last 10 games, who's second? Mm-hmm. Let's see. I I believe Newcastle had a couple bad draws there. Brighton have fallen off a bit. Is it? Is it West Ham? Manchester City. So, again, those fuckers still have destiny in their own hands, even God, if they only take the last 10 games. So, oh Eddie, my God. Quick, as, that was obvious. What the fuck? As, as you mentioned, the Naomi having a great evening, taking over from Steven Gerrard uh, at Aston Villa and taking them up to fifth at time of recording. So, real quick, in your opinion, Eddie, I know I asked you this early, but just to put earlier, but to put this on wax, do you believe? Uh, Villa would be flying higher if they would have sacked Steven Gerrard sometime earlier. Uh, no, and here's why. Because <clears throat> I think that prior to him coming in, uh, he still had that whole um, good evening thing. And uh, at least in England, you know, where people are like, oh, he failed at Arsenal and stuff. And, you know, he's just a meme. But Villa played some absolutely atrocious football under Steven Gerrard. And I believe Dean Smith, as you had mentioned prior to recording. So I think it took them being that bad for them to be like, well, this guy can't be worse, so let's buy in, you know? Yeah, I can see what you're talking about, that's for sure. Um. Eddie, next headline here, just because I, I want to make sure we don't run out of time here because we got juicier topics. Um, okay. Spurs squad, they have paid back what all the fans paid to get an away ticket to uh, the Newcastle match at St. James Park um, due to the embarrassment. Um, that's not the piece that sticks out to me personally. Me personally, Eddie, I'm going to quote this next just sentence. And I'm going to tell you what I think the headline should be is, um, quote, we know this does not change what happened on Sunday and we will give everything to put things right against Manchester United on Thursday evening when, again, your support will mean everything to us. So, Eddie, I read that shit and I took that shit personal. I hope scores a hat trick. I hope Anthony scores a hat trick. And it's an it's a six nil instead of six one. Eddie, do you think I'm justified or do you feel a little something now that the Spurs fans uh, have been reimbursed by the players they idolized? Um, absolutely not. Because look, I know you guys are are missing um, Licha and you guys are missing um, Veron. Very obviously, two world-class center backs. No one's going to deny that. So, I'd be more insulted if I were playing center back for United. Because it's like, bro, like, 
Like, you guys are ass. Like, you guys aren't going to score on me. And, or David De Gea, and, and he's low-key ass too. So, I'm, I'm, I can see your, um, why you feel disrespected. And honestly, David, don't let your side lose on Thursday. Because I'm, I'm I, I wouldn't stop talking shit. <laughs> All right, you heard that fucking Bruno Fernandes because I know you listen to the pod. Make sure you motivate the, the squad on this. Um, Eddie, real quick, I don't want to dwell too much on this headline because I think it's fucking stupid. Um, I would use a more politically incorrect term, but uh, we're really trying to get the lessons up. Eddie, UEFA president uh, Seferin has said... There could be a Champions League final in the USA by no. 2026. No. <laughs> okay, <laughs> would you and I and people like us probably go? Yeah. But do we deserve it? No. You have people, for, for example, right? Um, bring it back to Spurs real quick. Um, I, I heard that Spurs have the most expensive season ticket in the Prem. Um, whether or not that's true, um, other people can correct me. Listeners can correct me. Please do. But you're, but you're telling me that these people that pay 90 pound, 80 pound to go watch their side week to week. If their side were to be lucky enough to get to a Champions League final, oh, you have to travel to New York. You have to travel to Dallas. You have to travel to LA. No, no. It's already a trip to get to the Allianz Arena, to get to Istanbul, to get to Paris. Why are you making me go across an ocean for a final that... It would sell out, but we don't deserve one. Yeah, I completely agree. And my only comment on this, because I, I want to make sure we have enough time to talk about what I feel is the biggest um, kind of thing to talk about, um, is it's the European Champions League final. Keep that shit in Europe. Um, so, Eddie, the next one is more of a trivia question for you than an actual headline eddie there's only one uh team in spain that real madrid have a negative record versus the record um for the other team the record is three wins one draws and two loss do you know who that team is would it be the team that beat their ass today in girona it is Girona. Girona is the only team in La Liga history to have a positive record versus Real Madrid. As a Barcelona fan, are you really that proud of Girona for being that team? Or are you kind of like, why the fuck can that be Barca? Look, um, I can't talk shit about Girona because two weekends ago, they held us to nil-nil. And my manager was blaming the grass. And... At the sun. So I I can't talk shit about Girona. So um good job Girona. Um no no comment on the rest because I don't deserve to talk about them. 
All right, fair enough. And Eddie, the one topic I wanted to make sure we had enough time to talk about and, and really be able to discuss is Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich, Eddie, as we both know, are out of Europe, being destroyed by Manchester City 3-0 in the first leg. They only manage a 1-1 draw in the second leg. Uh, the Champions League tie sandwiching a 1-1 draw versus Hoffenheim at home. They've now lost to Mainz 3-1 away from home, making it to where Dortmund, who took advantage, you know, they beat uh, uh, Frankfurt 4-0. Oh, God. To go top of the Bundesliga, they're now one point ahead on 60 points. Eddie, how do you feel? What, how are you feeling about sacking Nagelsmann for Thomas Tuchel just to see all this happen? Uh, it's it's the stupidest fucking thing ever, dude. He held PSG scoreless over two legs. Killing Mbappe, Lionel Messi, over 180 minutes. Nil, nil. And then you have Oliver Kahn, who's one of my heroes, one of my goalkeeping heroes. So I don't want to be too harsh. But him saying, I'm sacking Nagelsmann to save the treble. You get dumped out of the DFB Pokal immediately. You get dumped out of Europe. And now you're not even in the league for the Bundesliga with six match days left. They deserve it. (laughs) Dortmund, listen to me. Mines have given you a, a reprieve from two weeks ago when you guys blew their classicer and let Bayern take the lead. Do not blow this now, because if not, you're a banter club forever. I promise you. Also, we're not being paid for this, but because they entertain me so much on social media, everybody follow Mines. On social media, their admin is a savage. He's hilarious. Please follow Mines. They're they're worth the follow. They're definitely worth the follow, Eddie. If you're uh, the president of Bayern Munich, how are you feeling tonight, Eddie? Do you think you made a mistake in sacking Nagelsmann? Do you think... You still stick to your guns and saying, you know, Tuco is the only man for us. Are you somewhere well, in the middle, conflicted? Well, like publicly, I I can't backtrack now. <laughs> like I I fired the poor bastard. You, you know, like what am I gonna do? Call him and be like, hey, come back. <laughs> you know, um, oh, David, correct me. Correct me if I'm wrong, right? But part of the reason for him being fired was, oh, he has beef with the players, right? There's there's yeah. instability in the squad. And then here comes Thomas Tuchel, first leg of a Champions League quarterfinal, and Mane is punching Sané or whatever. And it's like, that didn't happen under Nagelsmann. Teammates didn't. Teammates didn't fight each other under Nagelsmann. The fuck are you guys doing? Yeah, Sonny got a, got popped in the lip, and Nagelsmann is nowhere to be seen. Um, the only and, thing, and, Eddie, Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, real quick, real quick. Mine's more of me bitching. 
I I refuse to believe that Nagelsmann and Graham Potter could have done worse than Tuchel and Frank Lampard in Europe. I refuse to believe that. We'll never know, obviously, but you can't convince me that they would have done worse. I mean, you're not wrong, Eddie. You're definitely not wrong. Can I just share with you, though, um, why I'm personally mad about all this? Tell me. Bro, I basically dick wrote Tuchel calling him a tactical mastermind. You know, just for him to pull this shit off. <laughs> you, and, 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 and not just that, you did it publicly on here, and then you did it privately to me in our fucking text. <laughs> so, so it, it's not even that you could be like, let me delete that episode from the spot real quick. Because I I also have the receipts, you know. I have it on wax. I I fucking suck dick on camera just for that he can turn around and be like, I have herpes. Like this shit really <laughs> fucked me up. <laughs> so, so <clears throat> Bayern, or not Bayern, Dortmund. <laughs> once again, Minds gave you a lifeline. Do not blow this. Please, because if you do, you're literally going to be the Tottenham of Germany. I, sw- I swear you are. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't fuck this up for any of us. <laughs> I swear you are, Dortmund. <clears throat> I'm not even going to say anything nice about Dortmund, because all it's going to do is make me look like an asshole again. Yep. But, um, Eddie, we're pretty close to running out of time. So I just want to make sure that you have the opportunity to share any last thoughts for the people. Okay. All right. So uh, soccer-wise, uh, people, please check on me in the month of May. Um, Boca Juniors have a um, match day three against Colo Colo in Chile. Um, let me break this down for the people real quick, David. So Let's match day two. Uh, match day two in the Copa Libertadores. So still group stage, but we, we lost our first game. Not good. We were trailing one nothing to, I believe, an Ecuadorian side at La Bombonera. And we got okay. lucky that one of them got called back because if not, it would have been 2 nil. And then, like, late, like, 80, 88, 89 minutes, we... um. We get one back through um, Advincula, who hits like a 25-yarder, left-footed, and like it somehow it finds the top corner, and he's falling away in in, in his like post-game interview. The, the interviewer asks him, like, how'd you do it? And he, credit to him, oh, he's, right. credit to him, he's yeah, super yeah. honest, he's like, it's all luck, mate. It'll never happen again. Like, oh, I thought I was gonna say something crazy. I was like, oh no, this is starting really good. <laughs> no, no, no. He was real honest about it. He was like, he was like, that was luck. <laughs> like, I'm, 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 I'll never hit one like that again. And then somehow we get nine minutes of extra time, and then 
two two of our eighteen year olds who are like the only ones showing some heart at certain times, um, uh, they connect uh, to to give us the the three points. So um, I need Boca to win away at Chile, and then we're eighteen points off River Plate, and then. May 24th or 25th is the Super Classico, and everybody knows that when you're, like, a ridiculous amount of points off your rival, you, you just need to win the Derby, you, you know, like, by all means, like, and it, it doesn't matter if it's a shitty 1-0, I'll fucking yeah. take it, I, I cannot lose to them, I, I, I refuse, that and also... Uh... Pretty soon, you might be seeing your last day. <laughs> right. Exactly. And also, um, Everton, you fucking suck. Um, you're going down. Uh, shout out to Wrexham. Uh, Gareth Bale, go to Wrexham, please. Uh, uh, Wales, go for Wrexham, Gareth, if you're listening, please. That's right. So, Wales, go for Wrexham. And don't forget to follow our link tree. Make sure you show love to our social media. Make sure you leave a review. Make sure you leave five stars. Make sure you interact with me and Eddie. And make sure that you share us with friends, family. Make sure you share the social post. We get enough shares. If we get enough uh, listens, we will do another shirt giveaway. So with that and said, thank y'all and good night. Go ahead, Eddie. Oh, and real quick, we gave you eyes. We gave you guys Sedia Atak. We gave you guys Bundesliga talk. That's some shit we never do. So fucking appreciate it. And listen, share, comment, subscribe. We love you all. Good night. Before I run out of time, make sure you dick write us the way I dick wrote Thomas Tuchel. <laughs>